petty radio on your stereo No comparison to anything, this is a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Intellectually petty radio on the stereo No comparison to anything, this is a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Me and Make Moves and Suckers Stand Still, and as always, on the mighty, mighty, mighty Nerf DJs Radio Network. And you already know, man, I, I really don't even rock with nothing but legends, man. And today is absolutely no exception. I got the financial connoisseur, the business guru himself, Mr. Jamari James in the building. How you doing, King? Yeah, I hope it was good, baby. How you doing I'm doing today? good. How about yourself, bro? How you doing? Good, How's your family? One bit. Everybody is good. Everybody's good. Can't complain. One bit. Yo, that's a dope ass chair, man. I mean, it's one of them little gaming chairs. I ain't gonna even lie to you. I kind of like it better than the regular chairs. I got a regular chair over there, but I like it better. Uh, you know, sitting up at a computer for a little while. So, ah, no doubt. Well, so let's get into your background, man. You got an MBA, the whole nine. Yeah, MBA. Uh, played college football. Um, did the corporate thing for a little while. I uh, started to see how the politics of corporate America are no different than college sports. And uh, what my grandpa passed in September 2020. And that was around the time I decided to start doing my own thing. So, you know. what was, what was, what did you learn from corporate America that that's just helping you now? Uh, when they really say sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, that's real. Um, learned a lot about. Uh, sometimes it's really, you know, your parents might know somebody or you might be married into a family and stuff like that. It really it really don't matter how smart you are. Uh, sometimes it just matter, you know, who you know and the connections you've already made to get 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 yourself in certain positions. So, And, 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 and the white folks will ask anybody. They don't give a shit. And I think That's a true. lot of times our ego is like, man, I'm not going to ask so and so, you know, until I get to a certain level or whatever the case may be. And that stunts us in a lot of cases. Yeah, I think for our culture, a lot of people, I think something I said on the podcast is everybody want to be self-made. Um, and Which is, I don't it, know why. Ain't nobody fucking self-made. That's a lie. Exactly. If, you, if you self-made, you're lying. Leave me alone. But, but you know, I mean, in our culture, is pushed is get it out the mud. Like, oh, I did it by myself. And I, and I, I always ask people this question is why is it? You get an honor badge for saying, oh, I got it out the mud and I did it by myself. Okay, and I asked somebody and I'm now three years ahead of you just because I went out and asked somebody who had the information. So I think I think that's a big thing that's pushing our, I mean, in our, you know, communities that I don't like is the whole wearing, you know, wearing a badge on your arm saying, oh, I got it out the mud. And it's like, nah, that's not it. That's so, not the American way. That ain't our way either. So Nepotism is the American way. For sure. I agree you know, with you. Um, what what school did you go to? Uh, when University of West Georgia, uh, Carrollton, Georgia. So that's like an hour west of Atlanta. Oh damn! Yeah, it's, <laughs> it was little boonies, but it was worth it. <laughs> so you in Atlanta then? Now? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. Yeah, right outside Atlanta. Yeah. Oh man, Atlanta is beautiful. It's been a while since I've been there, but Atlanta is absolutely beautiful. So the banks, you know, I, I, and I'm I'm sure you know, man. It, a few of the banks have failed, and we kind of been through down this road before, especially in my lifetime. Um, but are you are you scared that that's just a tipping point, or do you think that's just their way of consolidating? Uh, I think it's their way of consolidating. I, I just, I'm glad you said that because I actually had this conversation like I think on on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last two centuries, hyperinflation has happened 56 times, right? Mm-hmm. And studying a little bit about just psychology of people and how the governments work is they, they create chaos. When they create chaos, everybody gets scared. When everybody gets scared, that's when they do whatever they want to do or whatever they need to do to put themselves in position. Because there's no way they're going to let you know people look like me and you who not you know elite. We're not the elites. Get mm-hmm. in a position to to be empowered with anything unless they got their hands in it. You did what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I'm not afraid. I do think 
that crypto is the way that they're going. I do think everything is getting digital. I don't know if you saw online today. They just uh, Georgia's one of the states that they elected for the digital ID. Now that's going to be on your phone. Yeah, so that's going to be crazy. So it just it just kind of for me, I don't feel like it's a reason to to be fearful. I think it's more of a you kind of got to accept the change and just follow what they're doing, right? Follow what they're doing because success leaves clues and they always leave footprints on what they're going to do and they tell you what they're going to do. But um, I do think I do think we're going digital. Um, I don't think it'll be fully digital. I don't think the dollar is just going to completely evaporate. I don't think that's the case. But I think they're going to do whatever they need to do to get their hands in the pot, which the big pot now is crypto, which is why you saw such a big drop in the market. So they could buy they could buy up all crypto at a discount, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you say Georgia has got something on your phone. Explain that for me. Yeah, so I just saw it on. I literally just saw it on Instagram today. My mom sent it to me. Let me see if I can pull it up. I think it was on the shade room, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, because I, that I, I haven't seen that one. Let me see if I can find it. Now, and and my my thing, my fear with the crypto is that there is no we. I can't track my money. Not that I can track it all that much now with the banks, but there is a a procedure in place where, if necessary. It may take me five, 10 years, but I can find out at the end of the day where my money went to unless somebody stole it. I agree. You know, if they fuck me over, I can backtrack that to some to a great extent with crypto. It's like you screwed. Yes and no. I agree. I agree with you saying I do. Um, but there's a lot. Most of these I wouldn't even say brokers at this point. Most of the place where you can hold your crypto is similar to almost like uh, USB. Right. Mm-hmm. So they have different places where you can hold your crypto to where you know where it is. Only way it's going out is if you send it to another wallet address. The I like what you said about, you know, you can track where your money is. The, the, the issue with that and what I tell people is for the longest, we did what our parents did. Right. We've all mm-hmm. done what our parents have done. And that's put money in the bank. I tell people around my age is like most of the time, when do you really have uh, an emergency that's more than five to ten thousand dollars? Right. So that's what I keep as a basis as far as savings. Everything else I got invested because at the end of the day, if it's sitting in the bank, what most banks APY is what I mean, I'm sorry, APR. Uh, I'm not the APR, but the, yeah, the APY for a savings account or a yield account, is what, 0.023% or 0.07%. So you're not even getting 1% on the money that you got sitting in the bank. So I'm like, hey, you might as well go get your property or find some other vehicle to invest in um, that's going to make you some income. Because most, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you can agree. You got kids. We talk, so I'm sure you can agree. Most people around my age, they complain about their job. They don't like their job, and they're not doing what they love. And it's like, okay, if you ain't doing what you love, then what you doing to change your situation? Yeah, like I got my um, my middle daughter. She graduated with a degree in psychology, and she runs an office. Okay, she had nothing to do. It, well, it had nothing to do. But getting the job in psychology is not as easy. Getting the job in a lot of these degrees is not as easy as I they agree. promote the shit coming I out. Agree. You know. Um, and, and I blame myself, you know, to some extent, um, I, we did talk about it and she was a little hard headed about it. You know, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do and I'm okay. Well, if you want to go that route, you're going to have to get your master's to really get everything out of that degree. Right. But at the same time, you know, maybe, maybe I should have approached it with a different way of research and, and delivering the message in a different way. I think you I, I think as a parent, I mean, it ain't I mean, it ain't a rule book or a right or wrong way to do things. I think you can gauge you as a parent. I'm sure you can gauge the um, how you can talk to your middle daughter rather than how you can talk to your other kids. You dig what I'm saying? So, yeah, you probably did the best you could. And you, you got to realize you daddy. It's different if it came from one of her friends or one of her friend's parents who might be well off or something like that. They, us as kids, we listen to it differently. You might be telling me the same exact thing, but I hear from somebody else and you looking like. I told you that you like they like no nah, no nah, I didn't receive it that way so yeah I went through that with my mom's God 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 rest her soul uh, you know um so for somebody and I, and I, and I ask you know every financial guru um, first off like you teach correct yeah yeah so uh, I mean I teach trading I've been in the trading space uh, forex and options and futures and stuff well I just got in futures before and options since 2019 so. Uh, I was always big on man, like just doing me. Like I ain't really care to make no courses. I ain't really care to 
put all this information out there until I got older. Now, you know, being 30, uh, well, getting over 25 and really understanding that. Uh, you can say 30 like that's old, bro. No, no, no. I'm no, sorry. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, it's like I'm, in the, I'm, I'm a really adult now. So the change, the, the change that happened for me was seeing people put information. I'm like, no, that's not right. Or seeing people who literally just put stuff out to make money. Don't get me wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with courses. Ain't nothing wrong with ebooks. But a lot of people just got fluff out here. So that led me into really taking like teaching and seeing the people who choose me as a mentor or the people who say, hey, look, I want to pay for your service. So I want to do this. I want to do that. I want you to teach me. Taking it seriously and treating it like it's an actual course. You know what I'm saying? Giving homework, following up with them every week. Where you at with it? What's going on? Holding them accountable to the, you know, the, the success that they say they want. So that started in 2019. Like I said, I left my job in 2020. I had done work in corporate since 2015. So I had a nice, you know, savings. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got into the credit space because I wanted to understand credit a little bit more for myself. You know, we had the basic knowledge, but I got sick of really feeling like I was stuck, right? Just, you know, you know, when you're 25 and you're making 75 grand, you're like, yeah, that's a lot of money. But when you're really trying to do the stuff that you want to do, like I help take care of my family. So I'm like, there's not enough money and I hate this job. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to come 75 here. wasn't enough money in Atlanta? No, Atlanta expensive. And I take care of my whole family. So it, you might as well say it wasn't 75. I'll just okay. put it like that. At that time, I was I was helping out a lot. So okay. um, just really understand that I hated that job. And I was like, it got to be another way. Right. It got to okay. be another way. So me having that cushion of saving for, you know, three, four, almost five years, I was like, I'm going to just quit my job and I'm going to bet on myself. So I started to learn credit. Once I understood credit good enough and had enough practice on people, my family got some bankruptcies, uh, wage garnishments, gone with court cases. Uh, some other thing, I was like, I'm gonna just go ahead and do, offer this as a service to people that look like me, and then show them how to take it and be creative. Because obviously, we both know there's a lot of information they don't want us to have because they understand we're way more creative than a lot of people. So once I get one idea, I can take that and flip that 70 different ways. So being able to understand how to leverage credit the right way, because mm. most of us were taught credit is bad. My mom told me that going to college, I, was like, I don't even want no student loans. So that's really why I stayed in, you know, in state to make sure. She didn't have to come out of pocket. But if I really understood some of the things that other people around me did at the time, especially in college, I had a credit teammate. is great. I know, but I didn't know that. And I had a teammate. It's crazy. You said I had a teammate. He literally every semester he would take out the maximum amount of loans. And I'm like, why are you doing that? You don't have to pay all that back. He's like, no disrespect to you, Jamar. He's like, my dad shows me exactly what to do with this money once that refund check hit. And I was like, that's still dumb. It don't make sense to me. And now I, I look at him and his dad. Him and his dad have a construction company. That's that's doing very great. So he, you know, left school. Yeah, I, I bought weed with mine. That, ain't nothing wrong with that. Look, that was your get it, it was. It actually was something wrong with that because I just just it wasn't like I had a plan with the with with the weed. Right. You know, it was just I just like to sell weed so I could have enough to smoke because I was smoking a shitload of weed at the time. <laughs> So you, know, you, you was cut. You was lowering your overhead. Oh my! I, was, I had no overhead. It was just you know, <laughs> it was enough for me, and my boys, to get high, and for me to to you know be like the weed guy, like right. shit like that. I go shopping. You know, it was it was like Christmas twice a year. Yeah. So after you know after having those conversations, that's when I really started studying credit. But I didn't dive deep into it until you know twenty twenty for real for real. Mm -hmm. Um and man, I I ain't even got it in here, but I've you know, amassed over like close to like three or four hundred thousand dollars worth of business credit. And now I'm studying to make sure that I can help my whole family because I look at, you know, there are people who look just like us, man, that's living in other countries and they're using the same funding and they get here and they lending it to businesses in other countries and living off their interest. I'm like, we can do that same type of stuff. You see, exactly. You see, it's a lot of stuff that we don't have access to or we're not taught here for a certain reason. So when you start meeting people, and you know you start learning other things like all right bet i can i can get into some of this stuff too it's just a matter of understanding how like just the know-how so once i did that in 2020 uh you know it was just by the grace of god they just start opening more doors and things start taking off so credit business uh expanded exponentially like i, said, I got into uh, the court case stuff suing debt collectors um and just really understanding how to make non-taxable income to you know support the way that i want to live and you know to build actual true uh wealth so let me ask you this um everybody's got student loans right and most mo most people with student loans are, are okay with dying or no student loans right in default or whatever until they want to buy a house okay 
It's your first house. Can't get an FHA loan. She got a student loan in default. What's the way to get around that? Or is there a way to get around that outside of just yes. paying this shit off? Yes. So with the housing, with the housing stuff, you can do NACA. That's a program. Uh, so most of the time, people don't even try to do a first-time home buyer program because the lender that, well, not even the lender, the realtor that they use and never tell them about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of different education. I still have my Lamar report when I got it because they were in deferment. But what I tell people is, first thing people always say is, which I want to get my student loans removed. And I, sometimes I let people know straight up, if you ain't got no other credit or you have no other like um, installment loans, that's going to drop your score dramatically because you're going to lose so much history. So think about using school in the 80s and you still got it on your report today. Yeah, you might not have a house, but if you go take all that history off, you're losing almost, what, 30 years of history? And you think you're going to go get some credit? People gonna yeah, but you, in the meantime, it'll be 20, and they change things now, right? Yeah. Like now now bills can be, at, are supposed to be they added to, to your credit report. And you know, things. you didn't pay it off card. Like if you're my age. Still owe a shitload of student loans, but you didn't pay yeah. off cars. You didn't had a credit. You know, you paid rent. You didn't pay. Yeah. You didn't bought other shit. You didn't paid off furniture or credit cards or whatever the case may be. So, would the hit be that bad? It just it depends on what your profile looks like. Okay, everybody's situation gonna be different, but I tell people straight up: if, if well, obviously the people around my age, keep them on there. If they not, if you if if you ain't paid on, they still in deferment or whatever. You might as well use that to your advantage to get the lines of credit you want. Then look to get them. You know off if you know you're going to get a house and because really what happens is that the reason why it's an issue when you get a house because they're looking at your dti all right they're and looking at that? the debt to income ratio that's why okay. it's an issue when people get a house especially if they like you said went to school to be a no um, no no no. if it's in default then you then you, you don't default, you automatically don't that's, rip, that's apply. Automatically yeah. you want to take those off yeah anything that goes negative like i tell you all the time if you got if you had a credit card with navy federal and they charge it off don't pay them they're not going to take it off. You might as well go ahead and start the process of looking to get it removed, uh, whether it be through credit repair, whether it be through arbitration, whether it be through uh, doing your own forensic audit of that account um, and identifying the issues and things like that. But honestly, like understanding credit is not that hard. Uh, I tell people straight up, if you can look at your credit report and see that everything's not exactly the same for any any um, any account, that's about that's a violation of law. But it's up to you to figure out how to, you know, obviously enforce that or find somebody to help you do it. So what do you charge? Uh, honestly, I be trying to help people. Like, I really try to help people. It just depends you, you, on... You ain't out there just doing the shit on the freebies. No, nah, I'm not. No, nah, I'm not, nah, not going to do that. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. But I will I will help people. I will help people and put them in position. Or I'll tell them, hey, look, this is what you need to go do and give them the information to go do it. Because sometimes, I mean, Curter Perry is... An industry that I really don't like. I really like more business funding and helping, you know, obviously minorities and mm-hmm. people, you know, come from poverty communities, start their business and, and get the funding that way. Credit repair is an industry that a lot of people get scammed in. One, because some people do be scammy, but then a lot of times, now that I'm in the industry, a lot of people don't do what they need to do. Like, for instance, yeah. if I'm working on your credit and I tell you, hey, look, when you get letters from the bureaus, let me know or send them to me so that we can dispute next round. People don't do that. They'll hit you up in two days or two weeks and be like, hey, I'm just looking for an update. My boy, I told you it was going to take 30 days for at least one round. Or if they have you know, credit monitoring, whether it be through Experian, Identity IQ, Smart Credit, different things, they don't keep that up. So it's like if somebody's helping you with your credit, how are they supposed to be able to look at your information if you're not doing your part on your end? So I got you. That that Yeah, I, honestly, I'm phasing out of the credit repair space. So. All right, so business funding. I've been doing this podcast for probably like nine years now. Yeah. Gotten absolutely nowhere. We're making no money. I'm okay with that because I've talked to a shitload of dope people. Sure. But this is the year I want to make some fucking money. How do I go about getting them to give me some money for basically nothing? Is that it's, possible? Yeah, so it's a lot of creative funding places out there. Number one, obviously, if your personal credit is good, anybody will give you money. Anybody. Number two. Now, when you say good, what are we talking? 700, 800? It's places that will give you business credit with 500. I mean, obviously, your interest rate is going to be a little bit higher, but it's places out there that will give you funds. See, look how you're looking. A lot of people don't even do the – everybody thinks Bank of America, Wells Fargo, uh, Chase, Amex. That, they, no, no. It's probably a credit union right around the corner from you that will give you a bag. So what I would tell hmm. you as a small business, look up some credit unions that are in, your, in a five-mile radius from you. Credit unions will give you the bag. Because they they don't make you gotta how I explain to people is and this is from a consumer law perspective banks 
can't loan you anything. They make money off of interest. So how do they get interest? They give you loans, right? So if mm-hmm. I if they give you a business loan and your interest rate is 13%, that's how they make their money. They don't make their money any other way. They make their money through lending, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how they make their money. So they got to give it away. So they either going to give it to you or they're going to find somebody else to give it to. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's what I would tell you to do. Start with that. I tell people start with credit unions. Um, there's a lot of creative funding places out there. Like I know people, you said you're, you're you say you never make money from this, but I know people out there that are making, you know, 10, 20, 30, $30,000 in their business, even five. And if you're doing that, there are merchant accounts that'll give you a uh, uh, funding just from like, let's just say I had a, a merchant account with a bank and I was doing $5,000. I could reach out to them and say, Hey, look, I want to see if you guys would give me a, a business loan for maybe we'll just say they'll take the average of three months. So if we did 15, they'll give you five or they might even give you eight or nine. And just think about what you can do. That can be down payment on a down payment on a you know a single family home or even a you know duplex guy shit if you can find one. Um, but there are a lot I live of, in Cleveland, like you can find that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, my my uh my uh former high school basketball coach, his son played basketball at Ohio State. So I already know the stuff y'all got up there is you know pretty it's yeah, cheaper this than, is, than Atlanta. Oh, absolutely. Like this is probably I forget what what it was. I know it's, it's gotta be like top five most affordable states. I want to say it's top five. Yeah. Yeah. So like like the, the housing market here is and actually housing prices have been going down. Because we've kind of been I've never been one to I never really wanted to own a house because I'm lazy. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be responsible for shit. Right, right, be honest. Right. I'm getting to the point now where I kind of, you know, something happens to me. I want to be able to leave leave something to my family, the old right. lady, you know, the whole nine. So I'm kind of thinking about it now. So, you know, it's how, how do you go about it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, the housing market here is actually pretty dope. Yeah, see, that ain't bad. You find something that you know you want. You might, like I said, get some get some funding through a merchant or one of those credit unions that's around you. And it's a lot of places out there that will give money to a first time business, and you don't have nothing. You might not have nothing. It'd be a brand new LLC. Like I said, it's places out there. It's places that'll give you funding. I'll send you some on the ground. Uh, I gotta go find the post. Uh, it's no, send, send me how much you want me to pay you to do that shit for me. All right. Okay. I'll send you that. I'll send you the business. I'm, I'm dead ass. Like, no, I'm, I got you. I, I know. I know what box I'm in. You feel me? Yeah. And certain things I'm just not, I'm not interested in doing. I got you. And if I'm not that, interested in doing it, yeah, be, being good at it is difficult when you have sure. no interest in it. For sure. No, I understand. For sure. So, yeah, yeah like I said, credit unions, merchant accounts, uh, the big banks, obviously, like everybody say, but I focus on credit unions because I already know I can build relationships with the branch manager, the funding manager at a credit union and let them know, hey, look, Mr. Johnson, I got a business. Um, I help, you know, entrepreneurs start their business. Can I get your contact information so I can go ahead and start sending them for funding? He's going to say, yeah, because he's going to get commission. And then he's going to be ready to let me know what programs they have going on for business. So now, like you said, that's not something I, if that's not something I want to do, now I'm streamlining it. So if I go talk to you know, a bank a week mm-hmm. or a credit union a week. And it, that's in my 10 mile radius around, like you said, you're in Cleveland or just in Cleveland, I'll have them sending me stuff. So now all I got to do is do either do an email blast or if I got a client that I've been working on, I know, oh yeah, I remember Mr. Johnson got a brand new business, but he got an 800 credit score or he got a 700 credit score. Or even he got a 650. They might go ahead and give him a line of credit to start his business. And it ain't like you got to use the money in your business. You can use it for whatever it is that you want to do. I had a guy, um, wanted to start a trucking business. So literally he had like a six, I think he had a six sixty. So created LLC, went to a couple uh a couple places that did no doc loans, no documentation, no no tax statements, no bank statements, none of that. They gave him I wanna say they gave Mr. Jones, I think they gave him like seventy five thousand. He used that to buy a dump truck. So just regular nigga off the street with no paperwork. No paperwork. They don't care about your paperwork. They just want you to have good credit. They, remember what I told you. They have to give the money away. They can't do nothing with. They have to give the funds away. Seventy-five bands. He went and got. I think he went and got two dump trucks. Either one or two dump trucks, and him and his son now drive the dump trucks. And I think he said he makes anywhere from ten to maybe thirteen thousand a month just from the dump truck. Because think about, it, we both know like it's a lot of businesses that's closing, but there's some industries that ain't going nowhere. Right. I don't care how digital we go or how how AI we go. It's some industries that ain't going nowhere. It, well, you know what? You be like I'm, I've been a nurse for over thirty years. My mom's a nurse. Okay. Um, 
but some of the shit that they are eliminating in healthcare, like in, in 10 years, you won't have a doctor's visit. I believe everything will be virtual. I believe you, 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 you know, and you may or may not have to even leave your house. Like you can have a virtual appointment now, you know, but that's going to be the norm as opposed to an option. Right. So in doing that, and then nine times out of 10, you're not going to see Like you, you rarely see a doctor now. You see a nurse practitioner or a, yep. a physician's assistant. You're not going to see a doctor in 10 years because it's not yep. going to be enough doctors to go around. Unless you got bread, bread, you ain't going to see nobody with an MD behind their name. I agree. You know, so even the uh, what we would look at is like fail-proof uh, industries are streamlining shit to the bare bones. They trying to say they trying to save money too. If I can cut my overhead, how much more income is that for me as a business owner? Yeah, I mean, but this, think about it's it. The here. stupidity of this country, though. I it's, agree. But think about it here. We'll just say you 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 call into your mortgage company or you call into uh, one of the credit cards that you got. Amex. All Amex people work in other countries, which makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> That's why it, they it, it, it just because now now you're really. Now you have to cut back on the people that you employ here who actually loaning your money. You don't got nobody to loan the money to because nobody got no fucking jobs because you've already given the jobs all the way. Now you got to cut back on the dudes that was taking shit off the top in the first place. So instead of having 75 vice presidents, you got two. They're going to figure it out. They're going to they gonna figure it they'll, they'll, I'll tell you what, they'll let some people go at the bottom before they let some of the people at the top know. And yeah. it's crazy. I'm, well, you know, like if you go back to the Depression... You know, everybody didn't survive that shit. It was a lot of rich people that that, that went under. And but that's I think today I think that's why it's really imperative to have certain skills that a job can't take away from you. And that's what kind of got me into trading because that was like the first thing outside of a job that I was introduced to. Mm -hmm. Right. And then obviously into that getting into credit and start to study and you get around people who who've been around some of the rich folks, like you say, some of the rich folks. Mm -hmm. And they start giving you certain game and certain information. And sometimes you don't pick on, on it because it don't make sense to you. But like a lot of stuff I'm picking up on now, you know, talking about trust, talking about life insurance, talking about stuff that Rockefellers and, and, and some of these more elite families have done. And it's like, shit, we could do the same shit. We just think differently. We, you know, somebody might tell us the the um, the amount for a certain policy, a life insurance policy. And we like, oh, no, nah, I'm not paying that a month. Right. But that's an investment to, you know, for for the next generation. So explain explain the the hustle of the life insurance. So I wouldn't even say I won't. Well, I mean, obviously it's a business, but um, here I think I got the book. I don't have it in here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, people can get on Amazon and get the book. Uh, what would the Rockefellers do? It's a book about how the Rockefellers built their actual wealth, and basically all they did was obviously life insurance. I mean, obviously they had other things, but instead of like how we do when we when we get life insurance policies and we get all these assets, we put the asset in the name of our kids. Mm -hmm. They don't do that. They put the trust. Put in the trust. There we go. So now the trust is the one getting all the, bit, the life insurance policies when people die. And now you you can you can still write your will or have it in the trust to how it's divvied up. My son gets fifty thousand dollars when he graduates high school. So if he want to start a business, he can start a business. He don't got to go to college. But who controls the trust though? Huh? Who controls the trust? You could you control the trust. Remember, it came the, from, the, from the grave. But no, but you've already when you created the trust, you've already put your instructions and stuff in there. So they have a lot. I'll I, I, I'll plug you with some people who talk trust. I'm still learning, but just from based on what I read out the read from books of you know families of the past and how they do it, it's mm -hmm. quite interesting. They get real deep. So just imagine if we got a 12 person family and we all have now put money aside to pay for our life insurance policy every single month, and it's owned by the trust, and then the trust owns all our LLCs. Now see, now we talking. Can, can the trust be sued? No. You can be sued, but if I don't, if all my assets are in the trust, what are they gonna get from me? So, so the trust is basically a, a a much better LLC. Correct, and I have much more. It's a much more LLC, much better bank, much better everything. So just learning, and getting around people. But see, five years ago, I ain't know nothing about this. I wasn't studying stuff like this. I didn't know much about life insurance. I didn't know about trust. I didn't know about short term rentals. I didn't know about different streams of income except the stuff you see. And then, you know, most of the time you get on, people get on YouTube, like, oh, I can learn everything from YouTube. You can't learn everything from YouTube. Sometimes. Okay. You What's the biggest secret you learned in the last five years? 
Um, secret or just something that other people aren't doing. Same thing to me. The biggest secret. Um, I would say the collateral lending stuff, learning how to really get money here and lend it to companies in other countries. And I learned that from somebody who looked just like me, just from watching what he did on social media and listen to the stuff he said. Um, and then he gave some of the game and then I went and wrote it down. I started looking it up. So understanding that and understanding that obviously regardless of what the dogs waited at right now, mm-hmm. just imagine if you've been doing this five years, we'll just say you lend money to a company that's in the Philippines, a hundred dollars over here is 5,000 pesos. That's today. That's today. That's right now. Yeah. But just imagine what it was five years ago. And imagine, imagine what, gave, yeah, but in five years, it's going to be way worse. Right. So imagine if I gave somebody $10,000 or gave you a corporation or a business, even in, you know, in another country in Dubai or somewhere else, I gave them 10, uh, well, a small business, because obviously we're not at, you know, those type of levels. But just imagine I gave a company $100,000 and I charged them. What companies charge us when we get credit cards, 20, 20, 20% mm-hmm. right, a month interest or, you know, 17%, 17.99 even 10.99 just imagine how much money is coming in every single month you can live off i can live off that i can live off that interest i don't gotta i don't gotta work can you insulate yourself from the 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 decrease in the value of the dollar right now yeah uh i would say yes by getting assets if you can get assets that are making you income then you insulate yourself okay because i remember when i was a kid i was i was when I first started going, to, I grew up in Detroit. Uh, first started going into Canada with nineteen. I got friend. I got family from Sag Nasty. Oh, that's, that's what's up. What up, though? No. Um, but like when I first started going to Canada, like our dollar, you know, you go over there, you, you exchange it, and you get like a dollar fifty. Right. Now you go over there. If you know, if you go over there and you exchange it, you're not even getting the whole dollar. It ain't even dollar for dollar. You're getting 75 cent or 80 cent on the dollar now. Right. And that's a big ass switch. That is. I agree. You know, like a lot of so, places it's changed. But like, like, say the collateral lending. Say I want to loan somebody $100,000 in the Philippines. And the exchange rate, like you say right now, is $100 to $10,000 or whatever you said. Yeah. Is there a way that I can lock in? the current exchange rate oh at that percentage so yeah so obviously yes. it's the same thing now it's whatever our agreement is that's what we stay at unless okay. we negotiate new terms okay. now when you go obviously at some point they're gonna negotiate new terms that they know they're getting they know they're getting whacked but uh i've seen situations where some people don't negotiate new terms just because they might lock in a three or five year deal mm-hmm. right so we and it's similar to kind of like government contracting um, that's another big uh, area. I've never, I just now, well, I won't say just now, but like the last year and a half, I started learning about where people get these contracts and instead of doing the work, they just, they just sort of outsource it. I never understood that. And now I'm keeping, if I get a contract for, we'll just say 10 million and I outsource, outsource it to another business, another black owned business. And I tell them, Hey, look, I'm gonna pay you, you know, 300,000 for the year or 400,000 a year. They're going to be like, hell yeah. Yeah. And then I'm keeping, you see what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. You're the middleman. The middleman, exactly. So this year, I would say the, the biggest secret is learning how to be the middleman in a lot of different places and not have my face on it. Like I got a business that I started last year. Matter of fact, around this time, I think it'll be the March or April. Mm-hmm. It's last year till now. That business made $60,000 and I didn't do anything. I haven't done nothing. My face not on it. My name not on it. I haven't done anything. How the fuck did you make this? It just this, fell in your lap? It, it, uh no i won't say it fell in my lap it was something i did some research on and understood how to like you said get certain information and using how creative we are uh-huh. to flip it to do even more so my my name's not on it nothing can ever be found back to me and i just collect a check every month that don't sound that just sound too good to be true bro people do it on youtube people think about those faceless youtube channels think about people who go on youtube and say uh, music to put a baby to sleep, and you got a video that's seven hours long. Think about how many views that video might get a week, in a month, in a year. At some point, you're gonna get to where you're you're getting paid. So think about if I got 
10 of those cash cow video, I mean, 10 of those cash cow channels. And each one of them get to where it's making $500 extra a month. Yeah, when you talk to a guy, I've gotten one check from YouTube. One. I don't even have a YouTube, but I'm about to make one because I'm some of the stuff I'm learning. So, and, yeah, I'm and, but what I will say though, and I think is an issue for our community, I'm mm-hmm. gonna look at the camera and say this: If you got information, I don't care how basic you think it is, you need to put it out there because there's somebody with half the skill, half the information that you have that's making a bag off the same shit you know, and you might know way more than them. But it's I'm just, gonna give you a good example of some fuck shit that I saw. Um, there's a company, I'm not going to name their name, but it's black owned. Um, and I usually don't throw us under the bus like this, but it's no, just sometimes bothered me you so need much. To because it makes everybody else look bad. Oh my God. But I've been wanting to interview this cat for a minute and no, 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 because I don't have a following. Okay. I understand that. It's not the first time I heard That's that. That's what he said. No. That's Listen, serious. I look at it like this. I don't give a damn. Whoever want to interview, let's do it because you never know. Who gonna see your video and take just a piece of it? it might be some. I, I I feel like because I know what I was looking for growing up. I feel like there's gonna be whatever video I put out or whatever. It's gonna be one little black kid or one little Mexican kid, one little kid from minority community gonna see the video and they are gonna take the information, run with it, and they are gonna be successful. Because that's all it takes. That's pretty much my thing. Like I like, but let me. So the same person went on the Breakfast Club. They went on there once. I, I understand going on the Breakfast Club. You should like that's that's a good look for you. They paid a ticket though. Um, but they complained when the Breakfast Club was 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 somebody had asked them how come they didn't, I forget how they questioned it, but basically that they they weren't promoting black owned businesses actively. Right. Um, and they said this particular business like you know down the list or whatever and the complaint was well you know like they, i should I basically i should have been hired they were complaining that they weren't getting the love from from the breakfast club that the love that they aren't giving to people that are smaller than them and i and i got i took exception to that like you asking somebody bigger than you right to do something you're not willing to do for people smaller than you right i agree you can't have it both ways. I agree with you. And I, I think the something that my grandpa used to say, um, you got to be grateful for the ungrateful blessings that's bestowed upon you. So for them to get on that show and to complain after they damn near did the same thing to you, is like, it's very hypocritical. It's like you really ain't even grateful that people want to interview and, and hear, the, hear your story or hear the knowledge that you have. So you, you get on somewhere bigger and complain. Like, I, I don't understand that. But what I do hate about our community is everybody gets on these podcasts, man, and they be they don't they don't be themselves. They they try to create a false narrative of who they are, and it's like, bro, just, just tell everybody what you do, tell your story. Like you don't have to fabricate it. Like I've seen, I know people who are yeah. above me that have gotten on podcasts and straight up lie. Yeah, lie. I'm like, bro, that's not your story. You you didn't live that life. You wasn't yeah. like that. Like. What? <laughs> Like, no, I hate that shit because it's like you trying to put on a facade and you're trying to tell a story that's not yours. And it's like, no, nah, you don't have to do that. Well, people, it's everybody needs that viral moment. Okay. I agree. And, I agree with you. It, it's, it's the equivalent at this point of hitting the lottery. You know, people have went from broke ass, doing nothing at home, they go viral and I, you know, Snoop my help buying in my house. And I'm not saying Snoop's help buy somebody out, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, so people take, you know, which is crazy because as soon as you get there, the the the, the people love to help get you there and really love to help tear you down. 100%. So them stories you're telling when you get there. They're gonna research the shit, and now that the the same tools you use to get there, they're gonna use to find out whatever you got in the closet. Right, I agree with you. I think if a lot more people that look like us, or just people that own businesses, build their business off morals, morals, equity, integrity, and character. That I'm sorry, morals, integrity, ethics, and character. I feel like a lot more people will be successful. That's not that's un-American though. It's not. I can't even. I, I won't say that's you're right. us. You're right. No, you you are absolutely correct. You you absolutely correct. You know. So to to do that, it sets you back. 
like I um it's a podcast I really rock with Holden Core Podcast. And I got a chance to interview, uh, actually, take that back. I rock with that podcast, don't get me wrong. Fucks with Big Court Heavy. Um, but I was interviewing a cat named Lil Sodi. And I tell this story. Um, Sodi? Yeah. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, a, 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 a gangbanger from L.A. Okay. And we got to talking about, I was telling him that I won't, like, let's say you say some shit that I know that the IRS would probably going to audit you for right um but it was salacious and i also know it'll go viral some people that's the only clip they'd play right i agree. personally i'm never going to play that clip and me and Sodi was going back and forth about it, you know, politely. You know, it was a good, great discussion about it because he was saying that, the, that that you're responsible for what you say. Mm-hmm. And you are. I give you that. But I'm saying I'm also responsible for what I put out. I agree. Because it's, refre- it's a reflection of you. Exactly. And your 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 intended outcome sometimes gets watered, gets muddied. Because you want to be successful, you want to be this, and if you ain't got those, you know, gotcha moments, you you may just be middle of the lane. But it's nothing wrong with middle lane. You, I feel like I feel like everybody feel like they got to be ultra rich, and it's like you can live a good life and make two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars. It's all about your 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 quality of living. See. People like people, you know, that look like us, they start making money and they feel like they got to go buy a new car. They got to go buy a new house. Why? Like, I get that's the American dream, but I think people forget what what really make you happy. Is it is it really the new house or are you trying to look a certain way for a certain you know group of people? We've been like that for centuries, though, because that's that's how society wants us, because no, the, not before we got here. Like, if you go, you could go back to Massa Musa. Riches, man. Ooh. My man's went to uh uh where did he go uh uh shit uh, I forgot where he went but he traveled across across Africa to go to Mecca I believe it was nigga spent so much money he depressed the economies of places in between Mali and and Mecca for a decade but he spent all his bread and had to borrow money to get home richest motherfucker ever bad decision maker. We've been stunting for years. Look at Egypt. Now we got buried, iced out, blinged out. To right. take shit. We had to take take gold to the afterlife so we could look good. You're right. I'm just saying. You know, like like the blinging shit. It, it didn't start in this country. No, no, no. One hundred percent it did. You know, we we've been loving to do that shit for a long time. It's the way we acquired the bling. This country is like. Ugh. I mean, I'll just say it like, and I don't even care. You posted this country is built on corruption, hundred percent. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I don't think that's a, like that's not even a like. I don't know if that's a bad thing to say anymore. At this point, I don't. Like that may be a badge of honor. Like, you look at the you look at you look at uh 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 the, the Kennedys. Yeah. Ooh, Their story gets told all the time. Them niggas started off bootlegging. Yeah. Which is wild. Bootlegging is supposed to still be illegal, and they got a whole ass TV show about it. Yeah, it's it's. I think the I won't even say the double. Actually, yeah, the double standard in society is amazing because, you know, like we look at like this. We got the IRS. The IRS come down on you know these businesses for, you know, they're they're, like you said, you're responsible for everything. So IRS coming down on these businesses for, uh, you know tax evasion, maybe fraud, stuff like that. But I tell you all the time, the big corporations commit fraud too. But they know that ain't nobody telling on them, right? They know ain't nobody telling them if the IRS do come through, they're going to pay that fine and keep it moving. It's just like uh, when they make a car. When they when they do the, the budget for that particular car, they, they put in, they, they already know what, what's, what's fucked up with the car. They put in a certain amount of money. For the recall. For for not only the recall but for the lawsuits, they they guesstimate how many people will die, how much those lives are worth, and they set that money to the side. 
So if, if they don't get sued, that money just just gathers dust and interest. If they do get sued, they've already calculated this shit. So their profits don't change at all. But actually, what they probably do is increase because now they're writing off some of those lawsuits. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they write off, you know, the law, well, not even just the lawsuits, and people default on their cars and things like that. Those those are tax write offs, too. I tell people all the time. People go, oh, I got a charge off. I'm like, cool, hit them up and tell them to give you a 1099. See, they'd be like, oh, they said they didn't give them. They didn't give me one. I said, okay, well, if you think, if you think they didn't write it off, or they tell you they didn't write off. Why don't you pull your tax transcript and see if it's on there? If it ain't on there, then either they didn't write it off, on like they said they did on your credit report. You know how that box says charged off account. If they tell you they didn't write it off, and it ain't on your tax transcript, it's a chance that it's on the, the private. It's a chance that it's on the private side of the the bank statement, right? So I tell you all the time, you know, the IRS look at you. Why you don't do the same thing and submit some of these bigger companies to the IRS? And see if you get what you know the desired result that you're looking at. Because I look at it like this: if go, go ahead. if you get in trouble and you Bank of America, who going to jail? Nobody. It's, no, no, no. Yes, if the IRS get involved, the CEO going to jail, not the customer service representative. You talk to. I get people just doing their job, but I started looking at stuff from a grand scheme of things. The CEO going to jail because now you committed fraud. As the CEO, because you're the leader. So when you start to articulate things like that and sending these notices and stuff to these companies, and you let them know you know what's going on, and you start requesting these accounting records and requesting the books, not the billing statements that they send you for your account, because that's not proper validation. When you start requesting that certain type of stuff, they start to stutter or they start getting ready to do what you want to do, especially when you tell you don't get the IRS. Email. So, you know, I come, from, I come from, yeah, that's my background. I come from an accounting background. So now, once I started to understand how stuff, work that's on my credit my credit business started taking off even more because i understood how to get companies to do what i want them to do so wait a minute they, they you you default on your credit card okay and they charge it off that means they they're tra- taking the, that means they're taking the tax credit for it, right okay but then they're telling you that they they didn't take a credit for it because they're still trying to collect from you. So if you're not trying to co- if you're still trying to collect from me, why did you put on my credit report that this is a charged off account? That means you're you taking the you're, you're taking it with you, saying telling the IRS, hey, we you know this this we want a credit for this. You get a tax credit for this amount. What am huh. I getting? What am I getting? So this is every this is any loan. Any loan. Yo. Think about it. Think about what I'm telling you. I, I got because I went to school for accounting and I did auditing for a little while. So I understand how it really works. So just think about that for a second. If I got a charge off account, that means you're telling me that this amount you, you, you're charging it off. And you, you're basically saying, hey, look, this is a loss. This is a loss. Thank we're you. never going to get this money. We're never going to get this money. So what I'm going to do at the end of the year when I do my taxes for my business? I'm going to file it. That's a loss. And I'm never going to get that money. OK, so if you filed it, what do you owe me? You owe me a 1099C. And I shouldn't owe you any money because you've already accounted that as an L. So now you're trying to double dip. Now you're trying to extort me. So when you start, yeah, yeah, look, now your wheel's rolling. So when you start, so I sat back and started to think about how all this stuff works. So now when I'm reaching out to certain companies, this is how I attack them. I'm attacking you like this, and I'm going to let you know, sure, I already know what's going on. So if you don't provide what I'm asking for, we're going to go ahead and call Uncle Sam. We're going to get Uncle Sam involved, and we're going to let him handle you. And I'm going to step back. What you want to do? I do the same thing to them they do to us. I'm going to put you in the corner, and I'm going to make you make a decision. Do they, are they, can they sue you for they doing can. that? They, they can, they can. I think statute of limitations is, what, three years or I think every state is different, but I think the statute of limitation is three to five years. But what they're going to do is typically they'll say, oh, well, we wrote this off this year. We we we, we didn't. Well, they'll say we didn't uh, charge it off to the IRS because we're still trying to collect on it, which is bullshit. Because if you charge it off, you're charging it off in the year that you charge it off. You're not carrying that for three years. You, I don't No company is going to tell me they're carrying that loss for three years. I just don't believe you. Now, it might not show up in my tax transcript, but you, you did something with it. So since I don't know exactly what you did, now I have a suspicion. And since I have a suspicion, what am I going to do? I'm still going to get Uncle Sam involved. 
And so I'm I mean, the devil's advocate. Let's say I do. I if I carry it off, let's say the initial debt was five hundred dollars. If I carry it over for that three years, I add interest. Now that now that debt is ballooned it's to fifteen hundred dollars. It's accelerated. They'll accelerate, and they're gonna throw. If they sue you, they're gonna throw attorney costs in there, fees to file, whatever else. So it makes it kind of makes sense for them to not file it. But if but why'd you put on my credit report that you charge it off? Then if you charge it off, oh. you don't want to try to collect. Okay. So who lying? Oh. So now, not only are you lying, you you're uh you're reporting inaccurate and false information to that, to the the bureau uh, the bureaus on my behalf. That's that's a violation, right? So if you can see what I'm doing here, I create a whole story. I create a whole narrative. Yo, I never looked at it that way. Yeah, I didn't even consider that shit to be quite honest. Because yeah, like I've, cool. I've never really had a, a credit card where I just, you know. Like, well, I, now that I'm in this space, I deal with people all the time. Yo, bro, I got sued for this credit card. I didn't respond. Um, they trying to garnish my wages. So, you know, I deal with I deal with this stuff all the time. Now. How, how come you don't get credit uh, for, for child support? <sighs> we not we're getting child support. And I'm supposed to be in it. So... Okay, so I'll just say this and I'll leave it at this because there are teachers, people who teach this way better. Child support is an agreement between you and the state. I understand that baby mama or, you know, mother of your child, they get the money, but child support is an agreement between you and the state. I'm not going to go deep into it. I'm I, just, I'm I thought gonna... an agreement was a voluntary situation. Them niggas tell you, you're going to pay this. Yeah, they tell you that. And if you don't pay it, there's, there's, there, you can, there are penalties up and into including and there's ways of, and incarceration and why do you think they do that you think they you think their best interest is the child no absolutely not they don't care no they want they just want their piece of the pie yeah and that's where the issue comes in so yeah it's ways around that but they'll put it so sometimes they'll put it on your credit in the public uh section i mean the public record section just like they do people with bankruptcy so what i explain to people is that the credit bureaus are not credit bureaus there's only one credit bureau, and that's the CFPB, which is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. They, the credit bureaus, transient use effects here, are self-appointed. They make money to keep shit on your credit report. They're self-appointed. It's in, it's in the laws. Congress already told you. Well, Congress tells us that they're self-appointed. They're just like, um, they're just like companies that buy your information from all these other companies, and you start getting ads or you start mm-hmm. getting advertising. They bought your information. So, so of, what's the company you said that, that that's actually the bureau, the Consumer yeah. Finance Protection Bureau? So how do you get that credit report? So they don't have a credit report, but they protect you from other companies doing dumb stuff. So them, the whole credit reporting system is literally for money to make money by selling. What what's the what do you think is the number one um, avenue of money making? in like as a business information selling information ain't ring a bell yet so you you could transunion experience like i went to go get a car uh, a few months ago mm-hmm. and i had worked on my credit shout out to my baby girl my, my youngest daughter who had schooled me there you go shout shit. out to your youngest um got my credit score up highest is, I, I, i've ever seen it in my life um and I go to the to the car dealership, and they're like, "Well, what you see in you know, Credit Karma and TransUnion and Experian is not what we use." Right. What did they say they use? I forget what the man said, but it was some shit that I had never heard of before. So it probably was like FICO, probably FICO eight. I, again, I, I'm not sure. I, the difference I'm, between so Credit Karma shows you the Vantage score. So what I tell people is the score might not be accurate. But the accounts that you have on there, they're accurate. I don't know. It's because they use a different scoring system. They're using the Vantage scores system. Transient, EUFX, Experian use the FICO system. So you'll have different scores. Ain't, ain't that shit crazy? I know. You'll have different FICO scores depending on what you're trying to do. Your credit card score, you have a credit card score. You'll have a score for um, if you're trying to get a car. Mm-hmm. And you'll have, you know, a score if you're trying to get like other types of, of lending. Yo, because I'm I was pissed off. I go up there, my shit was 700 plus. I go in there with my chest out. 
I'm only paying such and such. This is what I'm gonna do. Da, ga, 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 ga. Well, we sir, even, we technically even, ain't that. We don't even get into that space because I tell people all the time. People get mad at me when just from understanding an accounting perspective and me looking at loans. They, I tell them straight up, like there are federal laws that say the advertisement of a down payment is illegal. So people are like, oh well, you're not getting this card without it. And I'm like, okay, well, just you can have a conversation. I tell people all the time. Ask the car salesman how much of this down payment goes to the bank that you're actually financing with. Or call the bank and ask them how much did they ask for for the down payment. Oh, you know what they really get you is if you you try to trade a car in that you owe money on. Yeah, they roll the balance over. Yeah, they roll the balance. Oh yes, and people yeah, don't they, realize they, that they equity. Yeah, yeah, and you, if you're gonna pay this, you say you're paying this car off. I I need you to pay this car off before we even discuss this other loan. Right. That should be two separate things right there. Because what you do, you killing me. You adding way more. First off, I'm getting the shittiest interest because I'm rolling some shit over. Right. And then you adding this extra five or whatever to it. And you and, and you just laughing all the way to the bank where this is not benefiting me at all. It doesn't. You know, and what I tell I tell my, my, my daughters is walking away is the best thing you can do in a negotiation. I tell people don't even go to the dealership unless you already got pre approved at a credit union or somewhere else if i were to walk in there with a pre-approval check so i don't have to talk to you this how much i'm approved for let me get that car in this color and we good i never thought about that yeah one inquiry now you're not about to run my shit 30 times <laughs> one time. and I, th I thought it didn't make a difference like for yeah, like you lose points you lose points so that's every, a lie every time so let's say i go to dealership and run my credit 10 times 10 times i get 10 inquiries that's gonna drop your score so they tell you that 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 if you do it in the same they a lie. Wow. They a lie. Yeah. Yo, man, this is enlightening shit, man. I'm gonna have to yeah. have to re re it's, you gotta send me them prices too, bro. I got you. I'll send you yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Um if people want to get in touch with you, how do they go about doing that? Man, I tell people all the time they can go to my website, uh com, or they can hit me on social media. Um, you know. I, I DM everybody back if, it, if they ain't no bot, and I try to send them a voice note so they don't get hit by the scam pages out there. Cause um, you got you got a couple. Uh, I've had several uh, Jamari yeah. James pages. Yeah, once I, once I once I started being successful, not only in the the trading space but other spaces, that's when the pages started to pop up and try to hit people up and ask them for money. Listen, I ain't gonna never ask y'all for no money. Never, 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 never. Yeah, it took me a minute. I'm looking. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Yeah, they try to like, spell, they'll try to spell the name different. Or they'll put like an extra dot or extra underscore and shit like that. Somebody tell me I need to just pay the fourteen ninety nine for the badge or however much it is, but I just I ain't never get around to it. I don't know if that's gonna change anything. I, I man, listen, one time a lady hit me up and told me she sent the page twenty eight hundred dollars and in my head I'm like, You don't even know me from a motherfucker at Walmart and you sent the page twenty eight hundred dollars. Twenty eight hundred? and I was sick. I was hit, like, Tell her hit me up. <laughs> I was sick. I was like, I don't even like. I don't know what to do for you. Like, isn't that really I can do? So, yo, I had somebody. I had another page, man. My skin is my sin, and motherfuckers just 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 uh hacked my shit and took it. And then yeah, they probably started DMing people that you knew through that page. And, and well, they DM me. Well, you give us three hundred dollars. We'll give it back to you. I'm like, fuck you, and this page. That's what I said. I don't think I can fuck it. I'll start over. I, I built this bitch. You know, right. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh man, Blase Spleen. No, no, bro, no. And you know what though? It might have been. It probably was. Some, well, no, nah, I won't say it was probably somebody you know, but I, probably, honestly, um, yeah, it probably was. Oh, could have been. Yeah, you know, I like but, the little thing on Instagram now, though. Like when you can click on the profile and see like where it's say about, like or where they from, or where the, how long the page been open. And if you uh -huh. stay like Nigeria and stuff, I'm like, bro, come on, bro. So, yeah, man. Shout out to my brothers and sisters in Africa, but man, when you follow one, the whole country, the whole country coming, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just say it, <laughs> yo. But they be active though, man. I got to get them credit, man. And 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 you know, once you have some dialogue. Um, if they ain't bots, cause bots is everywhere. But if they ain't bots, they 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 be good people. Yeah. Yo, sure. man, you fuck around I mean, the whole con the whole Congo is following you after after one. You know. 
<laughs> anyway, man, um, I absolutely appreciate your time, your energy, and your wisdom, bro. This has been an enlightening conversation, to say the least. For sure. You know, if there's anything I can possibly, I'm not sure what, but if there's anything I can possibly do for you, bro, just uh, don't hesitate to say the word. I got no, you. Right. I appreciate you, bro. No, no doubt, man. Um, on that note, we're going to wrap it up, bro. And you have a phenomenal evening, bro. Right, Don't forget, man. You. Hit me up with that info. I am. I got you. All right. No doubt, man. All right. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you as well. No, you'll be all right, bro. We, we got you. All right. And you already know, man, it is your talent that gets you on the show. But it's your story that makes you stand out. My name is Jobs. And this has been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. Y'all have a good one. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.